Today, we're delving into the fascinating world of neuroscience to help us better understand the difference between reacting and responding during challenging situations. So you might be wondering, why is this important? Well, knowing how our brain works can empower us to make better choices, especially when our emotions are running high. So stick around. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27-year military leader, each week I provide bite-sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit, and regain your control. Okay, so first, I think it's important that we define these two terms, reacting and responding. So reacting is more instinctive. It's an emotional response to a person or a situation. And it's often impulsive and it can be influenced by our past experiences. It could be triggered by external circumstances. It can be influenced by our fears. Whereas responding, on the other hand, it's more thoughtful and deliberate. And it involves being emotionally intelligent, considering the situation, weighing the options, and then making a conscious decision. And so to understand really how reacting versus responding differ, we really should take a look at the brain's structure and functions. So we have the prefrontal cortex of our brain. It's located at the front of our brain. It plays a role in executive functioning. And this includes decision-making, self-control, problem-solving, and these are all essential components of a well-thought-out response. And then we have our primitive brain, and that's specifically the amygdala. And that's responsible for our emotional reactions to something. And when we're under stress or we're threatened, that amygdala can um, kind of hijack our brain and it can lead to impulsive reactions instead of kind of that calm, rational response. And so I was looking into the work of Daniel Kahneman, and he talks a lot about in his book, um, I think it's called moving fast and slow, but he talks about system one and system two thinking and system one thinking represents kind of that reactive mode, which is the fast thinking. It's intuitive thinking. It's driven by emotions and it's our brain's default mode, especially when we're in high stress situations or we are perceiving a situation to be high stress. And then on the other hand, there's that system two thinking, which is sort of that responding mode. And it's more slow. It's more deliberate. It requires conscious effort. And so the key here is to recognize when we're operating from system one, you know, thinking and system two thinking. So we can understand whether we're reacting or responding. So we just got to be aware of that first. Um, So when we're responding to situations, that's when our system two thinking is at play. And that prefrontal cortex is really highly involved. And this part of our brain is 
crucial for executive functions. It's crucial for decision-making, making informed decisions, that self-control, problem-solving, and it allows us to process information, weigh the possible outcomes, and then thoughtfully choose our actions. But when we're engaged in sort of that system one thinking, that's where our amygdala is taking the lead. And that's that almond-shaped structure in the limbic system. It's responsible for triggering that flight, fright, uh, ah, flight, fight, or freeze reaction or response. Um, but it's essential for our survival. So, you know, I'm not saying that one method is bad or one is good, we need to understand both that system one and system two thinking, know when it's being engaged and how we can kind of navigate and kind of go between both the, both of those ways of thinking. So I'm thinking of um, a situation that I experienced years ago where a leader was really engaged in that system one thinking, um, always being kind of bounced around from situation to situation, circumstance to circumstance, and really allowing these things to trigger reactions from him. And I can remember when I um, came on board within an organization, and it was at the time where they were just receiving the, the feedback from a climate assessment. And in that climate assessment, people in the organization um, anonymously filled this thing out. And there was feedback in that assessment, both positive and negative, constructive, what, however you want to look at it. And I remember this leader got the, the paperwork and he was reading through the narratives in this assessment. And like I said, there were positive things in there, and then there were some not-so-kind things in there. And in fact, he made a beeline and honed in on some of the comments that were in this document that um, weren't necessarily constructive. They were actually personal attacks, and they were meant to harm. They were kind of insulting, no matter how you looked at it. And he looked at these comments, and that's in the moment, that's all he saw. Like he was beat, red faced, angry, reactive. And I remember I was heading off to another meeting, and I talked to him for a few minutes, and I just said, Look, take some time to digest this and look for the meaning in this before you react to it. You know, people, when they fill out some of these surveys, this is from their point of view. It's from their point of view and their lived experience. And they might be angry and they might be lashing out. So you have to read between the lines and look for what's useful in this information. How can we move forward with this? But in that moment, he just was not in that headspace. And he was about to go into a meeting with the entire organization and um, what had happened was he did go into this meeting with the entire organization, and he specifically honed in on these comments that were meant to um, to hurt him. And they were personal. They were attacking in nature. And he went right for the jugular, and he, re he reacted to those comments. 
He threw a temper tantrum. He was yelling. People were dumbfounded, particularly people who didn't write these comments and and people who were writing positive comments about the leadership and the organization. They had no clue what this was about. And he left the room, slammed the door, and then everybody else was left there to kind of pick up the pieces. And so the implications of that is it really... um, It caused people to not believe in the system. It caused people to see him in a negative light and leadership in general. Uh, And it sent a message that leadership can't accept feedback. And now when you're left with that, you know, if you're trying to cultivate an organization of feedback where feedback is valued, that's the very opposite of, you know, setting that organization up for success, right? Right. So people learned that they couldn't trust leadership. And you could hear people talking about the situation and gossiping about it. It didn't instill trust in the leadership and the organization as a whole. So that's why it's so crucial to understand, you know, you have a choice in any given situation when you are about to engage in a conversation that might be difficult in nature. And I mean, honestly, talking about a climate assessment and the feedback that was received and receiving it graciously and being grateful for all of the feedback and and being able to discern what does that mean? How can we as an organization construct meaning for this? This would be an example of responding to a situation where some rich dialogue and and impact and uh, solutions could have been, you know, really extracted from the situation had this individual approached it from a a place of responding versus reacting. Um, It's so important to understand what's going on in our brain and know that in any given context, you have a choice how you're going to show up. And you have a choice with regard to the person that you're giving other people to respond to in that space. So I wanted to give you some, some tips that you could help you know you could use to kind of help yourself when you're faced with a situation that is stressful in nature um that can kind of stop you in your tracks so that you can create a little bit of space for yourself so that you do give yourself a choice and that space and you can decide whether you want to react or respond so one thing that we can do in a challenging situation like that is to just take a deep inhale And exhale in the moment and just taking a pause to gather our thoughts um, and maybe even ask questions to get clarity on the situation to help better understand the person's perspective. I mean, that would have been huge in this situation with that climate assessment. Um, Additionally, it's essential to focus on the issue at hand and not the person who's delivering that information. So I, I liken it to seeing a, a person with a problem versus seeing a person as a problem. You know, just doing this quick shift in our mindset and how we see the person can help us, you know, prevent negative emotions from clouding our judgment. And then Considering, just taking a moment to consider the long-term consequences of our actions, that in and of itself can help us make informed decisions that benefit everyone involved. 
So these are just a few tips that can kind of help you stand in your power, help you assess a situation. And before you go stepping in it, um, just help you respond in a more effective way versus reacting, which almost can kind of blow up the situation into epic proportions that isn't really going to solve anything in the long run. So understanding the neuroanatomy behind reacting and responding can empower us to make better decisions, especially when we're dealing with the emotions of difficult conversations or emotionally charged situations. And the more we practice shifting from system one thinking to system two thinking, the more equipped we'll be and the more ready we'll be able to navigate life's challenges in a more thoughtful and deliberate manner. So I hope this has been short and sweet, but I hope it's been helpful for you. And again, these are skills that anyone can learn and it takes practice. So if you need some support in navigating some difficult conversations or some circumstances, I want you to go to ratracereboot.com and reach out to me. Send me a message. Leave some comments in the uh, reviews of our episodes and get in contact with me. Let me help you. Let's get on a, in a conversation about what that might look like, how I can best serve you, and um, start putting some of these things into practice. And I want to hear how it goes for you. So again, you've been listening to Rat Race Reboot. If this episode has been helpful for you, go to ratracereboot.com, leave a review, leave your comments. I read those. And uh, until next week, remember, everything is created twice. First in your imagination, in your mind, and then in physical form. So you want to be sure you're responding versus reacting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.